Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risely Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community, but at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. Oh my goodness. Right before I press record, I started singing this song in my head and I was like, I don't think I should start like that but like hey why not so I was saying let's talk about a1c let's talk about you and me oh my gosh how cheesy zero through ten ah welcome back to another episode this topic is something that lights me up and not just the topic of a1c in general right I don't know if I get lit up so much by that but this specifically tangible steps to focus on at every a1c level because this operates from the premise that diabetes is, yes, such a personalized journey, and at the same time, there are similar challenges, though, that you have to focus on while you're trying to lower your A1C, depending on what A1C that you're starting at. And I think why I'm really pumped about this episode is because how I'm able to confidently speak about, hey, if your A1C is a 10 or above, or if it's an 8 or above, or it's a 7 or above, or if it's a six or above, and these are the four brackets we're gonna we're gonna dive into. Like, here's exactly where your focus needs to be, is because I've put in the the hours since 2015. I've worked with, and the team has worked with so many people with type one diabetes with all these different A1Cs, and at the same time, we have found that there have been a lot of similarities in what people's blocks are, depending on where they're starting with their numbers. So. Before we dive into the episode, which we're going to do in a second, I want to share that this coming Saturday, July 23rd, 2022, we are having an in-person type 1 diabetes meetup in New York City in Central Park. And I would love if you're in the tri-state area, come, come spend some time with some other T1Ds in person. I don't know about you, but I am so, like I have so much Zoom fatigue and I would love to meet you in person and to be able to hear your story with diabetes and for you to connect with other people and for all of us to yeah just just hang out so if you want to get the details click the link in the show notes um you have to like opt in and then you'll get the the details sent to you but uh, we did this event if you saw on instagram the the reel that i had posted afterwards it was oh so heartfelt but we did this a couple of weeks ago um maybe at this point like a month and a half ago with just the coaching alumni who were in the area there was about i don't know 10 11 people and it filled all of our souls in a way that i just i feel like i haven't felt that way in so long and it's just a testament to like when you're around like people who just get it and get you and you don't have to explain like oh sorry I have to go you know have to have a low snack or my blood sugar is this my blood sugar is that like there's just such it's just so comfortable so um yeah if you're in the area or hey if you want to fly in come on come on and come on down I know it's in a few days and not too much notice but uh we would love to see you okay now let's continue and talk about a1c so first of all 
there's a lot of judgment and shame around having a higher A1C, but let's shift out of that space. Let's shift out of the the space of us that wants to, you know, not talk about A1C because it's higher than we'd like or feels like, oh, how did I let it get this high? Or how have I not paid attention to it? Or how come I've struggled for this long? I've had diabetes for X amount of years. And let's shift out of that place and into the place of curiosity. Let's use our magnifying glass instead of our hammer and look at this as curiosity over judgment. And when we do that, it allows us to move forward and look at, okay, well, how did I get here? Like, what's the root? What challenges are coming up that have prevented me from lowering this on my own? And really recognize that there's such a thing as overwhelmed procrastination where we're overwhelmed and we can't get to the root on our own or we feel like there's so much to focus on and we don't know where to start and so we just don't start at all or we push off what is good for us because we're just comfortable where we're at and even if it's not serving you it can still be comfortable at the same time where it it may feel hard and daunting and you're like I have a thousand things going on in my life I can't focus on this as well and when we do that though we don't get closer to where we want to be and in our case it's better health less risk of complications and having more peace of mind and energy and mood and sleep and and all those wonderful things that I want for you and I think that the premise also of this episode is around the fact that diabetes and self-development go hand in hand and if you're not where you want to be with your diabetes it's not like we're we're just treating the surface of okay you're having a lot of lows let's pull back on insulin or if you're having a lot of highs let's give more insulin right like that's such the surface level and it's like just putting a band-aid on the situation where we want to really like look deeper and we want to say okay well what areas do I personally even outside of diabetes do I need to develop in so that my diabetes can improve and that's what you'll see once we start breaking down these brackets is that it's there are specific areas that we we want to focus on and you know, with this, before we go into the brackets, different areas of focus at different times are required. Because to be honest, like if you focus on everything that you had to work on or that you wanted to work on at one time, you would have like paralysis as well. And you'd be like, I don't know where to start. And it's hard to identify my patterns because I'm focused on too many things. But, you know, you you want to be able to just tackle one thing at a time and know that over time, you'll be able to keep moving forward once you kind of quote unquote nail some one thing down, then you can move on to the next. So each bracket has about like three things that you want to be focusing on. But no A1C bracket that I'm going to walk you through is better or worse than the other, right? They just are. They're, it's neutral. It's If your A1C is a 10, you can look at it as bad. You can look at it as neutral. It's your choice. But looking at it with more neutrality and more curiosity is going to allow you to have a better relationship with it. And um yeah, each stage, no matter what stage it is, whether it's you're trying to lower it beneath a, uh, a seven or if you're trying to get it under a 10, they're all hard because you're up leveling into new levels of discomfort. But hard decisions create an easy life. So we're going to go into this right now. We're going to lean in and I want you along the way to see what really relates and what hits with you. So the first bracket we're going to tackle is if your A1C is a 10 or above. And this doesn't include right when you're diagnosed. So if you're recently diagnosed and the last A1C you had was right when you were admitted to the hospital and it's high, like this doesn't really apply to you specifically. Um, I think there's a lot that you can learn from this episode, but I would say um, you're maybe not 
at the place yet to be able to know like where where your A1C has really fallen. So if your A1C is 10 or above, there's three things that you want to focus on. These are really like the only three things to shift your focus onto. And it could be a combination of all of them. It could be two out of the three, or it could just be one out of the three. But the first one is how you relate to your diabetes. The problem is never the problem. It's how you relate to the problem. And so if your A1C is above a 10, there's a chance that you are experiencing one, two, or three of what I like to call the three A's, anger, annoyance, or avoidance. First one, anger have a lot of anger towards your diagnosis towards your diabetes that it causes you to feel annoyed or avoid then that has to come first right you you're not going to be able to progress in any of these other areas unless you're really working through those emotions and understanding them and reaching out to a mental health professional is a really really good step if you're feeling like you're not you haven't yet tackled this and leaned in So that's the anger. And then the annoyance. If you're getting really annoyed by every high or low and it drains you and all you focus on on is how inconvenient they are and how you've, you know, missed out on so many things in your life or you've just um, like, it's always interrupting your life, then instead of focusing on that, right, we have to shift our focus into, okay, this is happening, but how can I get ahead of it? And not even but, but end. I love saying end instead of but. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet. Um, But when we say but, it's like, eh, but, you know, I X, Y, Z, right? It's kind of like an excuse comes after it. But if you say end, it's like, hey, this is the problem. I'm having these highs and lows. And what can I think of in order to get ahead of it? And then there's avoidance. This can manifest in ways of like turning off your alarms of your phone because you're just like, I don't want to know that I'm high. I don't want to be reminded that I'm high. Or it could be, um, you know, you push off your endo appointments because you don't want to be faced with the fact that you're, you know, get, or or here maybe if your endo is like reprimanding you or reminding you constantly of all like the complications that can come out of high, having a higher A1C. So a lot of what you're going to be working on when this is is how you're relating to your diabetes and working through those those baseline emotions the second thing that you may want to work on if this applies to you is being comfortable at lower numbers a lot of people who have higher a1c's that i've worked with and that our team has worked with um, have a really big fear of lows whether that came from something that was said to them a diagnosis or if they had a uh, an incident where they had a really low blood sugar and it was really scary and kind of almost like PTSD from it. And so we have an episode on August 2nd coming out talking about navigating fear of hypos. I brought on, I'm bringing on somebody who her name is Christina and she literally has overcome this fear and it's a hard thing to do and an incredible episode. Uh, we've already recorded it. So I'm excited for anybody who's, who's dealing with that and working through that to listen to it. But yeah, being comfortable at lower numbers. So are you just sitting at 200 and you're like, ah, this is, this is what's comfortable for me. And then to take it back to how you relate to your diabetes, if you know, you're avoiding, oh, 200's just where I'm going to stay right now. Uh, I'm not going to like to be proactive. Like that can kind of go in there too. But focusing on this piece of like the, the being comfortable at lower numbers, maybe you don't jump from going to bed at, you know, from at 200 with what's comfortable to 100, but maybe you can start going to bed at 180 
and then increase your confidence and kick it to 170 and 150 and then before you know it you're you're really having this like exposure therapy moment where you're gaining confidence in knowing that your numbers are going to be okay at these lower numbers so that's the second piece and then the third one that some people at this level have to work on is their relationship to insulin now an important question to ask yourself is what does taking more insulin mean to you A lot of people have this bad association with it in thinking the goal is to take the least amount of insulin as possible. Or if I take more insulin, I'm going to gain weight. Or, you know, taking more insulin means that I have a more of a risk maybe of going low and I'm afraid of low, right? And it brings you back to the second thing that I had said around being comfortable at lower numbers and those fear of low. So you can see how already like everything connects a little bit. But the bottom line here is you need to shift into a place where you're not thinking of insulin as this thing that is here to harm you or this thing that is here to you know you only take because you have diabetes it's you're just supplementing what your body is not making right and when you do the work to first just say to yourself like I'm going to become more confident with my relationship to insulin then once you get past that piece and understand the importance of that and maybe that that you figure out that that's your root then you go into the logistics of okay how can I educate myself more to understand like how much one unit actually brings me down like looking at your correction factors looking at your insulin to carb ratios things like that but you know those are some things that you want to be thinking about and then in terms of the other pieces like the weight or you know I'm going to put a disclaimer here if you think that diabulimia is something that you're struggling with please please reach out for help because it's something that is really serious and you can have a lot of shame around but you don't have to have shame around it you can say you know what I'm so curious how I got to this place and I really want to be in a better place and take care of my health and I know that I need support and that's totally okay to need support so Um, You want to look at your relationship with insulin there. So if you have an above 10 A1C, those are the things that you want to be thinking about. Now, if you have an 8 A1C or higher, here are the three things to focus on. And I promise you, if you are focusing on these three areas, you will drop your A1C below an 8. First one is fine-tuning your ratios, finding your baseline. A lot of times we have insulin to carb ratios and correction factors and background insulin that is not really accurate and it could have been something that uh, we have in our insulin pumps or just like we've been using for a while and our bodies have changed, our activities have changed, our lifestyle have cha- has changed. Maybe it's different from weekends to weekdays, but regardless, we need to find our baseline because you're not going to... You're not going to really use this religiously, but, and and I say that because you have to take things into context. So for example, sometimes if the pump calculates based on my ratios and tells me, you know, take 2.5 units, depending on the context of my activity levels, where, where I am in my hormone cycle, how much stress I've had that day, I might give three units, I might give... 3.5 I also may give 1.5 right so that context is important but you want to have a strong baseline so fine-tuning your ratios is key the second one is education slash relearning now let's speak to the relearning piece first because a lot of times we learn something at diagnosis that maybe served us at one point but no longer serves us example always eat before you exercise so you don't have lows well maybe that served you at one time but maybe you're realizing that that now you know you actually go high from certain workouts or you don't need a snack because you don't drop right you want to question what 
you've told yourself and maybe what you've been told and ask like, is this actually serving me or do I have to educate myself, which is the other part of this, and think about what areas do I need to learn more about to become more empowered and take more ownership over my body? Is it in hormones? Is it in exercise? Is it in insulin timing? Is it in insulin optimization, insulin sensitivity? You know, all these different areas that we do not learn from the healthcare system. And for that education part, I will plug our cornerstone classes at Risely because that's why they were created to fill that education gap that you might have. So definitely check them out. Okay, and then the third part to focus on, so we have fine-tuning ratios, education, and relearning. The third one is building awareness around your patterns. I, the very first step that I ever took when I wanted to take control of my diabetes was blogging. I wrote everything on post-it notes, my blood sugars, my food, the carbs and the fat in the meal, my exercise, my mood, my energy levels, and I would reflect on it at nighttime. And you don't have to do it every day. You can literally just start with one time a week. Um, and you can use post-it notes just like I did. You could use a blank piece of paper. You could also use Risley's Diabetic Health Journal, which you can get on Amazon, whatever floats your boat, but just taking pen to paper and out of technology. So yeah, you, it doesn't matter like what vehicle you want to do, but it, when you're putting pen to paper, it really connects your your mind to like retain what you're writing down and to make connections in a different way than like just looking at, at your CGM data on an app. Uh, so those are the three things you want to be focusing on if your A1C is in the eight or above bracket. Now, the seven and above bracket, this is like weight loss, okay? If you've ever heard of somebody who's trying to lose a lot of weight, let's say 100 pounds, they're like, oh, the first... 80 pounds or the first 90 pounds were so easy to lose but the last 10 feel like it's 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 impossible it's so hard and the same thing with once your a1c starts to get lower it's a lot easier in my opinion in my experience professionally and personally to lower your a1c from let's say an 8 to a 7 or a 10 to an 8 than it is to lower your a1c from like a 7 to a 6 or a 6 to a 5.5 or you know whatever it is and but at the same time it doesn't mean that it's impossible it just means that you need to be looking at it through a different lens and that the strategies you use to lower your a1c up into that point are likely not going to take you to this next level so three things number one is you want to introduce understanding about insulin sensitivity insulin sensitivity is super helpful because it allows you to eat more carbs and not have as big of a spike it allows you to not have what one of our clients uh, her name is isla she's from germany and she coined table mountain right that's when like you go up and then you stay up there and it's like hard to get your blood sugar back down and what we know about a1c is it's reflective of how much time you're spending out of range really like as a big contributing factor and having that insulin resistance and not increasing your insulin sensitivity you know it you stay up there longer it it prevents you from coming down and back into range faster it also helps you with preventing you know long-term complications and things like that but for the purposes of a1c like those are the biggest benefits now in addition to that in addition to introducing understanding more things that support your insulin sensitivity around specifically nutrition and exercise strategically you want to also introduce number two new routines and strengthen new habits around food exercise and stress regulation and this is a lot about showing up for yourself consistently this is not about you know let me have two weeks of really great routines and then fall off and then get back on like this is about just like making a healthy part of your life this is doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect quote unquote every day but it means that 
every day you're going to go into it with the mindset of like, how am I going to show up for myself today? How am I going to make space for the things that I know serve my body? And you want to work on this becoming like more automated because those things are going to support your overall goal of lowering your A1C below below a seven. And then the third piece is to learn your body's out of routine patterns. A lot of times we see that people with an A1C above seven they you know do pretty well when their body is in you know their patterns whether it's weekday or work or whatnot but then it's like at nighttime when they're eating or they are you know going out to eat on the weekends or doing different types of exercise or traveling it's a good amount of times you know in that three-month period where it's like oh, all you know craziness breaks loose and the blood sugars are going crazy and then it's like oh shoot I have to like quote-unquote get back into routine and it's like no let's figure out how when you're out of your routine to at least 80% of the time have better or more in range I should say blood sugars so those are the three things there I'd also add a bonus one in there which would be looking at your specifically relationship to food because like I mentioned kind of like that yo-yo mentality of either you know having some good weeks having some off weeks also a contributing factor to that could be your relationship to food right and you can be quote quote unquote doing good during the day but then nighttime comes and you're snacking on everything and then that's increasing your numbers over nighttime and so that's where you're maybe spending out of range numbers for example so that would be a bonus in in the seven and up bracket and then we are coming to our last bracket which is six and above so there's a lot of research that suggests that there may not be a huge difference between having like let's say a 6.0 A1C for type 1s versus like a 5.7 right and you definitely want to balance out is it necessary for me to strive for this you know lower A1C or right now is it more so just about like sustainability and maintenance but the thing is is that there might be some occasions in your life that you you know, have to have to do this and have to tighten it up even more. And it could be, let's say, for pregnancy. If you are preparing for pregnancy, I know that when I, Chris and I, my fiance, start thinking about this seriously, like I definitely, you know, want to continue to be in the place I am right now with a 5.6 A1C. And the fact that I've had this around this, you know, A1C for at least since 2019 consistently, I feel, you know, good just being able to say, okay, we can press go on this. But the two things that you want to work on here are number one, tightening up time and range as well and lower standard deviation. So standard deviation is, you know, this is a, a metric that a lot of people don't know and think about it as like how big your roller coaster swings are on your CGM. So you don't want them super big. You want them more tightened and closer to that quote unquote, oh my God, I'm saying quote unquote so much in this episode. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, with that, having them, not just in that straight line, but more of the ups and downs within that range of like 80 to 180. So that's one thing that you want to be working on. And then number two, ask yourself if what you're doing feels sustainable. So coming back to the thing that I just said previously, if your A1C is a 6.5 and you're going to have to bend over backwards and do crazy things and automatically maybe in your mind go to restricting carbs or things like that because you don't have other tools and strategies to get to a 6.0, a 6.5 may be better for you right now in this stage and what other things can you be working on and what other tools can and strategies can you bring in to lower it in a more sustainable way. So those are the four brackets. It feels like a lot right like when I walk through it all but 
all you have to do is focus on your bracket. And then when you get to the next bracket, then you focus on those things and you build, 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 build until it becomes a more automated part of you and it's integrated fully into your life. So I hope that you're able to take some kind of takeaway from that and relate to maybe all three of those things that you know you're you're nodding your head like yes I need to work on those or maybe there's like one thing where you're like yep that's my my struggle area but hopefully this helps you feel less overwhelmed and almost gives you a little bit of a roadmap on what to focus on so on that note last week we had the A1C shift and insulin sensitivity masterclass since then because we've added some additional classes we've had over a thousand people (laughs) register and watch the masterclass which is insane it makes me so happy but also at the same time be like wow there is a problem people are struggling to lower their A1C which is makes me really happy that we're able to provide resources to the community to be able to get support on that but we decided after that first one We were getting a lot of questions about people saying, I missed it. I want to watch it. Can I watch it again? So we decided to offer this week more opportunities for people to listen and to tune in. So it's about a 75-minute masterclass, and we're offering it tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern and then Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern. So you have those two opportunities to carve out time to watch it. And I don't want you to miss this if you're struggling currently to lower your a1c and you have been feeling like this way for a couple months or even years if you want to increase your time and range and decrease your standard deviation without having to be hyper focused on your cgm all the time if you know that increasing your insulin sensitivity is going to help your management but you get overwhelmed by the how if you're confused about how to let's say identify patterns with your blood sugars and make changes to be more proactive than reactive And all in all, if you've tried a few different things to improve your confidence day to day or lower your A1C, but you realize like you're, you're realizing I need, I need extra support that looks at the whole picture. Like this is the masterclass for you. It has so much value. We're going to be breaking down our three-part system for supporting insulin sensitivity and blood sugars to help you reach your A1C goals. We're going to uncover the specific areas of the A1C shift method that are holding you back from feeling confident and empowered with your T1D. We're going to help you also determine implementable next steps to help you bridge the gap between your current A1C and where you want to be. So this episode is like a quick little golden nugget for you for your day but this is a 75 minute class where we're going deep and we have two incredible guest speakers who are passionate really passionate about helping people tackle insulin resistance and it's jose and diana jose is an exercise physiologist with a degree in exercise science and diana is a registered dietitian and cde so um, make sure you reserve your seat for one of the two master classes options this week mark it on your calendar so you don't forget and of course i'll send you some reminders but if you are struggling and you were nodding your head throughout this episode and you're like this is something i need to focus on this is where you want to carve out time for this week this is your self-care time this is you prioritizing yourself this is you moving the needle forward and not procrastinating and continue to push this off so thank you so much for spending time with me today i know you can be spending your time in so many different ways and i truly truly am am honored to be able to share some of my insights with you and i will see you next week 